superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. At the end of the day, Eric Bienem is a ball coach. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He's a third-person guy. He was point-blank asked about, why aren't you a head coach? Being a head coach, that's something. If that's to happen, it'll take care of itself. The Rich Eisen Show. Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy didn't call plays in Kansas City or under Reed, and they got gigs. Today's guests, Apple TV lead MLS analyst, Taylor Twelman. Host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. NFL writer for The Athletic, Mike Sando. Actor, Brandon Sklenar. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Final Friday of February. Say that ten times fast. Don't. I just said it once. It's enough. Uh, you know what? This show is a little ray of sunshine amidst a uh, a winter storm here in Los Angeles, California. Just light a candle for everybody around here because it's raining. So much. Um, but and I'm going to say this. I really am going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's also on this program, raining men. And Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah it's, it is in fact that uh, on this program, on this program. Thank you very much. On this program. Uh, we, we have uh, a three in-studio guests, three in-studio guests. Taylor Twelman, uh, now of Apple Plus, he is here in studio. We're going to talk about the MLS season that starts this weekend. Let's do it. We're going to do it. Do it. Uh, Andrew Brandt is coming here. And um, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, as you know, he was there. I'm going to tell – I told all you folks – Everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is Mr. Drama and he's playing all this thing out and, you know, he's going to Oregon yurts or whatever he's doing and and he's, you know, sitting in the dark and he's keeping the Packers in the figurative dark and he's in the literal dark and he's pulling out drama. Nah, Brett Favre and what he was doing with the Packers back in the day, way more dramatic. And this man had a front row seat to that in the front office of the Green Bay Packers. He's also plugged into what's going on with the Green Bay Packers right now. He will be joining us in studio hour number two. And then in hour number three in studio, um, everybody who's out there watching 1923 right now, which is the latest Yellow, Yellowstone origin story off of 1883, which I know you're deep into right now, Chris Brockman. Just finished episode seven. Uh, Susie and I locked into uh, 1923, uh, which has the season one finale of uh, that terrific um uh, origin story from Yellowstone starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. The man who plays Spencer Dutton, Brandon Sklenar, will be here in studio um, unless Susie intercepts him beforehand, <laughs> somehow coming down wherever she is in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I've had some tough two shots in my career. Uh, maybe the toughest two shots since uh, Henry Cavill's been on this program. I'm not going to lie. This guy's a handsome man. <laughs> You've seen the show, Jason Feller. You know what I'm talking about, right? You agree, correct? He's a stud. Thank you, sir. Uh, And he's in studio hour number three. Jason Feller is in uh, Michael Del Tufo's spot. How are you doing over there, Chris Brockman? What's going on over there, sir? I'm looking for a great picture of Brandon to post on Twitter right now. Very good. There's many of them. You you, will have a pick of the litter, sir. (laughs) 
Not like uh, bussing with the boys with me. <laughs> um, I think it's day 250-something, right? Rich, make it happen. It, it's, you know what? I, I've heard a rumor that Taylor Lewan is part of the NFL Network broadcast or NFL Plus broadcast of the uh, Combine. Oh, he's a man without a team right now. So um, if he is in Indianapolis... I'll leave this, the show with this. If he's in Indianapolis, I want him on the set of the NFL Network, and we're going to hash this thing out in front of a national <laughs> television audience. I'm sure it won't get weird. It won't. <laughs> Trust me, that's one of the many subject matters I'm going to hit with uh, T-Man, Mark Tidelman, the terrific producer of our coverage. How are you over there, sir? What's up? T.J. Jefferson, the candle's already lit. Candle's lit. I'm happy to be here. You Clippers know. start their second half of the season Clippers. tonight against the Sacramento Kings. The Sixers probably played my favorite basketball game of the hey, year man. last night. Man, I was I was hyped watching that game. That was a uh, th- that game against the Memphis Grizzlies was uh, a fun watch. Yeah. And then the Lakers took center stage last night against the Warriors. They looked terrific. We'll discuss that on the three hour edition of this program. That is up and running. Plus, here. I'm wearing cowboy boots today, Rich. So Are you really? That yeah. What's up with that? Because well, it's raining out? Well, it's raining. You know, when I got these last then? year, when I went to WrestleMania, a company was giving away cowboy boots, and this I was is... going to wear them today, and then I didn't realize we had a, a real cowboy coming in, so you, I didn't want to be awkward. But, I like know. it. You know what? You know, actually, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate because I know you're not watching the Yellowstone Haven't series. Got there yet, I got but... it. He is not a cowboy. I appreciate oh, okay. the... He is not on this show. He's actually a wild game, big game hunter. Oh, I, I, I can, um, I can okay. relate to that. It's I can okay. To that. We're, 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 I'm appreciative of you trying to be part of, <laughs> uh, you know what you should do is you should just draw a swoosh on those and you can kind of meld the two things that I you mean, normally bring here. They're probably out there. What the hell going on? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also on this program, Mike Sando of The Athletic. He is one of three reporters on a byline of a story. Came out today about the Denver Broncos. Look, this is the season of talent evaluation in the National Football League. I always point that out as soon as the Super Bowl is over. Next week, I'm going to the Combine. I will be hosting the NFL Network Combine coverage. And uh, once again, How many uh, with Daniel Jeremiah, I can't keep track anymore. I think this is the 18th, 18th one of them wow, I'm doing. Man. So um, then comes free agency, then comes... The draft in between there are pro days and all of that sort of business. Mm -hmm. But this is also the season in the National Football League calendar of the deep dives. These are the times of the deep dives. This is when people start chatting, (laughs) jibber jabbering. Jabber, jabber, jibber, jabber. Jibber, jabber. Right? Like, like jive turkeys, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, To use that phrase that Jim Harbaugh said many years ago. Yep. (laughs) This is the chattiest, cathiest league of them all. Everybody is rumor mongering. And next week, oh, the combine. Just pull up a chair in any establishment where there's food or drink served and just sit back and listen. This is what I heard. Did yeah. you believe this is what's going on in Baltimore? This is what's going on in New York. This is what's going on in Green Bay. This is what I heard from the assistant trainer to the assistant trainer. It's nonstop, but this is the time of the deep dives. There were two of them the past 48 hours. One of them on Baltimore and what's going on with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, but I placed that one aside for the moment. Talk about the one in the athletic today, about what happened last year or just last month, last several months, what happened for the last season with the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. And it started with a little blockbuster nugget that before Russ got his 
exit visas from Seattle. He tried one last gambit to stay, but his demand was that Pete Carroll, the head coach, and John Schneider, the general manager that drafted him, the two guys that drafted him and raised him and let him cook ish <laughs> very good um but gave him the shot he wanted him fired now then he did not comment for the story a uh, legal representative of him called it fabricated completely fabricated he put out a tweet today saying i love pete and he was a father figure to me and john believed in me and drafted me as well i never wanted them fired all any of us wanted was to win I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. But the one thing, and, and I know this is what's going to be discussed and talked about. Hang your hat on that. And, you know, I, 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 he says it's not true. We'll have Mike Sando on in hour number three to try and source this best we can. And, um, the thing that, that I get hung up on is this office that Russell Wilson was allowed to have in Denver last year because they got into the whole concept of what happened in Denver last year and why, as I tie this all together from the news that Russ wanted Pete and John Schneider gone, he wanted the GM gone. He wanted everybody that's been part of that great success story in Seattle gone and him staying and then he goes to Denver and he brings in his own, you know, quarterback coach. He brings in his own staff. And, and Denver said yes. And the one thing about they said yes to was an office in the Broncos facility. And they put the office, according to this article, on the second floor where all the executives were. And all I can think of is who the hell thought that was a good idea. <laughs> now, the interesting part about it is what was going on in this office, according to this story and, and, and name quotes from players, is a lot of good stuff. Is that Russ put all of his, his ideas for the offense on a grease board on, uh, on the wall and a lot of his positive visualization quotes and thoughts on a wall and he would have players in there and they would have a shoot the you know what session on Tuesdays and his personal coach would chime in as well and you know it did lead to a lot of too many cooks which is fascinating to see that word in this story that the problem with this office and the way he was conducting his business all in trying to make everything better was too many cooks so the Broncos allowed Russ to cook in this manner, and it wound up being too many cooks. I found that fascinating. But the fact that they put it spatially on the second floor of this building, so players would have to go up there, and it's a, they quoted a, a, a member of the Broncos, unnamed member of the Broncos, that any player that normally would go up to that floor would be Afraid they're being called up there to get cut. Bring your playbooks. And here's the quarterback saying, bring your playbook because we're going to come up with plays for the playbook in my office on the second floor. And 
And somebody was quoted as saying, you know, the open door policy that Russ had, that's great, but his open door should have been his locker. And I, that quote just hit me in the gut. Let me tell you something. When we first started at NFL Game Day Highlights, the highlight show, me, Dion, and Mooch. Dion had just arrived at NFL Network. And, you know, Dion has a reputation that precedes him as primetime, right? Primetime. So if primetime. it's all about primetime, right, exactly. And so he, the reputation that he had was it's all about him, okay? Look at me, look at my clothes, look at my fancy car, look at my... And it was the exact opposite. Anybody who played with Dion will tell you what a great teammate he was. And he was exactly that in my time with NFL Network with him. And certainly at the time when we first started, me, Steve Mariucci, and him doing these highlights for this show that I love to do with them. And what ended up happening was they put Dion in the middle. Me on the left, Dion in the middle, and Mooch on the edge. And Dion's first comment, first comment was, I don't like it. Why? Because he was afraid that with him and his personality and me, who's done this before multiple times as a sports center anchor, now doing highlights for NFL Network, he thought the conversation between the two of us would dominate and Mooch would be stuck on the end and lost in the conversation and the broadcast or be made to feel that way on the edge. And I was blown away because, yes, spatial placement means a lot. It means a lot in terms of spoken and unspoken words. And when they allowed Russ to have a, uh, an office on the second floor, an office period, and then an office on the second floor as if he's part of the masthead, and him not wanting a coach-player relationship anymore, he wanted a partnership, and the coach, new coach Nathaniel Hackett says, I'm all for the partnership, absolutely. And the story also said that Nathaniel Hackett, when he first took the job with Matt LaFleur in Green Bay as the offensive coordinator for the Packers, saw Rodgers push back all the time on LaFleur's ideas for the playbook until they started playing and then got along and then they had a collaboration. And he, it, the uncomfortable nature of what he saw between coach and quarterback, he didn't want for him and Russ. So he was much more malleable to what the quarterback wanted. What a holy heck of a mess. Because what that says unspoken spatially I'm up here, you're down here. Mm -hmm. I'm up here with the coaches. I'm up here with the, the management. You're down there. Now, apparently, management spoke to Russ at the end of the season, according to this story, about this relationship. And Russ is like, fine, no more office. And wound up spending the last couple of weeks in the locker room. I'm wondering if that was what Jerry Rossberg brought into being when he took over as the interim head coach. And... Again, how did they play last couple weeks that season? Much better. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm definitely connecting my own dots here. But to bring it all full circle, the coach that Russ apparently wanted the Seahawks to fire Pete Carroll for, and again, he's denied this, was Sean Payton. 
Look who he's with now. <laughs> and look who said the first thing he said in a press conference when at, or in, in, a, in a media scrum when he was asked about the office. He's like, I don't know much about that. Okay. But it ain't happening here. Coach-player relationship. Russ wanted to cook his own way, and it wound up being too many cooks in the kitchen. That just blew my mind. Blew my mind. What a, what a holy heck of a mess that clearly was last year. And how I believe, as you, I told you last week, top five storylines going into this offseason, I didn't think I'd get a deep dive to kind of give my just one more, a little bit more credence. I said, what's the Sean Payton Broncos going to look like? That was my one extra storyline going into this offseason. And this deep dive shows me how dysfunctional it was and how he's going to clean it all up and who did Russ want to be hooked up with all along this guy? One of those teams on his list that he was going to get traded to, right? When the Seahawks were like, Saints. Eh, no, we're going to do that. Saints. On the list. On the list. That's right. So the Broncos are going to be your new Raiders this no, year? No, they're not. I still need, I still, I still going to have a, I need to see it. I still have a need to see it, but I hope that Russ has seen that what he did last year in conducting his business with that office and everything else that he set up, yeah. do it another way. Do it Sean's way. You wanted him, you got him. Do it his way. And I think, you know, Broncos are going to be better off for it. But that whole deep dive just poof, blew my mind. Yeah, it's he wanted wild. to cook. And then when he got an organization saying, go ahead and cook. Too many chefs. Too many cooks. So crazy. Could you believe that? I saw those yeah, lines. Somebody quoted as too many cooks. <laughs> and that his open door policy, great in his office, but his office should have had the open door should be his locker. And that's where he spent a lot of time in the, uh, in the final couple weeks of the season. What a story. And Mike Sando, who uh, co-wrote it, will be in studio, uh, will be on the show, uh, hour number three, the only non-in-studio guest. Andrew Brandt's going to join us in hour number two. We've got a what's more likely, because uh, that's what we do on Fridays, yeah, right? Yeah, buddy, let's do Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Uh, the Lakers looked terrific last night. So did the Sixers. So did the Nuggets. Another yeah. triple-double for Jokic. And he set a record. Did you see that last night? He broke Magic Johnson's record for most consecutive wins for his team when he personally triple doubles. Oh. 25 in a row now for him. 22 of those 25 this season. Lakers look terrific again, as I said. We'll discuss it. I'm going to the Clippers game tonight. Look at you. Yes, I'm bringing a whole bunch of kids in the rain. <laughs> <sighs> Good luck. Oh, so I want this show to last 10 hours. Uh, Brandon Sklenar will be here uh, in studio from 1923. But coming up next, let's bring him out. Let's talk about the MLS season that starts on Saturday. Uh, the lead analyst of Apple Plus's coverage, Taylor Twelman, in studio when we come back. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast. 
part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here with our radio audience now here on the Roku channel and joining us here, uh, which is uh, I'm very excited about this. The MLS season is starting tomorrow. The new lead analyst for Apple TV's coverage of the MLS season, Taylor Twelman here in studio. Good to see you, sir. How Great are you? Great to see you too, my man. This, I'm excited. And not only am I excited here, we are actually have actually entitled the segment. It's amazing. It, it, hold on, wait for it. Hold on a second. It's called Rich on the Pitch. Presented by Apple TV. Do you like? Do you like the? Uh, do you, do you yeah, like the kit? I mean, I do. do you like I, the kit? I love the, the kit? kit. I don't love the no shin guards. And next time, I would argue. I'm a little old school. I think you should tuck in your shirt. <laughs> what I get? What, I mean, so that would be a problem if I just showed up on um, the pitch I'm, this way. No, no, you'd be fine. That's okay. what the kids do. But I'm yes. a little older. I, I like that shirt tucked in just okay. to show your figure. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I work on it. I should show it off. Absolutely. Do you? Do you? I do. All right. I got shin guards on right now if you want to borrow them. So. <laughs> I do not plan to kick you in the shins on this program. Don't worry about that. So um, this MLS season, give me the headline going into it. What do you got for me? The headline's Taylor? the two teams here in L.A. Um, because the L.A. Galaxy are the most storied franchise in MLS history. Mm-hmm. And yet since LAFC came into this city, this league, they've completely taken it by storm. They've won two supporter shields. Last year, they were the best team in the regular season. They won MLS Cup. They go out and sign players. Their culture, everything is about LAFC. I'm downtown today. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a single LA Galaxy banner. All I saw was LAFC. And this is the franchise, when you talk about the Galaxy, Zlatan played for, Robbie <laughs> Keane played for, David Beckham played for, Landon Donovan and yet, Rich, literally in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. LAFC has caught the attention of not only everyone here, but around the world. It's truly one of the more remarkable stories. And I don't know if they can repeat. I don't know if they can pull it off. They may be the first team in MLS history to play about 61 games in a calendar year, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. We've never seen that. But my God, they have just completely taken this league by storm, and that's why I'm here doing the Rose Bowl game. And I know, and again, I know the uh, LA sports scene very well, having been here for 20 years. And um, the El Tráfico matches are definitely on the radar screen for an entire you know week leading up to it. Right here, Rich, they've played 17 times. Time. Yeah, 75 goals have been scored. That's on average it's four point. <laughs> Four goals a game. Everything's thrown out the door. Usually you get a 1-0, yeah. 2-1 game. When these two teams play, it, it's it's something. And this is going to be a little different tomorrow. You know, on Apple TV, you're going to see the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. with about 45 degrees and rain, which everyone here feels like it's the end of the world. Right. Me, on the other hand, being the Boston guy that I am, I love it. I'll play 18 holes if you want. Um, <laughs> I look forward to LAFC Galaxy because they got to open up the season with mm-hmm. each other. And there are a lot of eyeballs on the Galaxy. This may be their most important season in their history. Taylor Twelman here on the Rich Eisen Show getting set to call matches uh, for MLS on Apple TV right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so um, the the LAFC and how um, now 
it or they? How do I refer to LAFC now? I'm, I, I always get confused. You could say with both. They? I don't, I don't know. Don't, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't overthink it. Okay, I always overthink it's it. Kind of like your shin guards. I, I, I always, know, but it. I always like you know whenever I, if you don't talk about soccer or football, yeah, but Rich, in a we way, need in to a stop this. Way, you get you, there. People get really uptight. They are, but that's part of our. That's our issue. That's soccer people's issue. My 13 plus years at ESPN. Yes. I think the only thing that I had a goal of. Yes. We need more people talking about it. I don't care how you talk about it. Yes. Talk about it. And I think the younger generations now are exposed to the sport. We all are. Yes. Ten years ago, you and I couldn't watch any game of the world. We can watch any game in the world right now. Speaking of Apple TV, 108 countries. I Just talk. Talk the sport. Don't And anyone that comes after you, miss them because it's their loss. We got Rich Eisen talking about a sport. That means we've grown. I appreciate you saying that. So, uh... Now, one way to grow the sport is to get some big-name stars, obviously, yep. involved. Ronaldo came awful close to signing in Kansas City, in Kansas by the way. City. What, what, what that would have been there? amazing. What happened there? <laughs> what do you got for me there? Um, the fact that Saudi Arabia came in and offered him $250 million net. So they live toward the MLS, yeah. is what you're saying? <laughs> Essentially, that, that's what they're trying to do. Rich, I'm going to debunk that theory that you need global stars here, though. Got it. And the reason why is over the last 18 months... Major League Soccer's in the top five leagues in the world selling players. Okay. Tell me more, Taylor Twain. Now we're a conversation on the world market. Now Major League Soccer is a real conversation with scouts around the world because the younger, hungrier player is now playing in this league, Mm -hmm. not going to Mexico. Talk to me in three years when the World Cup comes here. Yes. Talk to me in 18 months when Copa America comes here. Rich, the only thing I'm hearing from scouts and everyone else, particularly in South America, is when I played, and I'm not that old, you didn't even think about going to Major League Soccer because that wasn't your stepping stone to get to the league. Now it is. You got legitimately serious players like Tiago Amato, mm-hmm. who won the World Cup with Messi right. in Argentina, saying, I don't want to go to Liga MX to get to Europe. I'm going to Major League Soccer. I think that's the first sign of real growth. Yes, you, Scott Van Pelt, and all the big names in media around the world, (laughs) we want... I'm not saying we don't take Messi. I'm not saying you don't take Zlatan. But it's no longer the staple on how to grow the league. Does that make sense? Of course. Of course it totally makes sense. And it's all interconnected, and and it does wind up with, I imagine, the U.S. men's national team becoming more competitive each time that they go out. You know, that that homegrown stars can, can get what they need here with the level of competition to get better here in order to start dominating worldwide that's the most important point i totally get that so but you know when you do have me at messy though you know and you and and you do need the casual fan to be tuning into apple tv here just to go check things out and if messy shows up in miami you know for beckham then you got yourself a different story yeah that's you? completely different messi's palais 2.0 we all know what palais did in the nasl my father played in the nasl for 10 years i'm an nasl baby i went to cosmos games. bingo by the way, Bob Lee called those games, by the way. Did he crazy? really? The yeah. general did? I'm dating him a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, if you're listening. I, um, went, I went to those games. Amazing, right? Know, of course. Messi will trump that times a thousand. Is it going to happen? What do you think? I think it's got a legitimate shot. I do. And I think we have to tip our cap to Jorge Mas and his family at Inter-Miami mm-hmm. for going for it. Because you said it, and this is the most important thing that people need to understand of why everyone, like myself, and in Major League Soccer is excited about Apple TV for the first time in its history of 27 years, you've now got a partner that has the same ambition mm-hmm. and resources 
that want to take this thing on a linear growth. If you throw Lionel Messi into that equation, the 108 countries that Apple TV is on with no blackouts, buddy, you're talking about people that wouldn't even think about Major League Soccer. So yes, Messi is the absolute trump to anything I just said because he transcends soccer. Mm -hmm. He transcends sports in, in that part. So yes, you go get Messi. I think it's a legitimate shot. I would be shocked, honestly, if he doesn't come. Because I know the messy camp really wants to do this. They love Miami. They want to try it. And I can't imagine what the World Cup will be in 2026 when Argentina announces Lionel Messi as an inter-Miami player. Rich, you're going to ask me to quantify that? I don't know if I can. You can't. Mm -mm. I don't think you can. I can't. Taylor Twelman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Rich on the Pitch is what it's being called. Uh, presented by Apple TV. So um, give me the name of a player we're not talking about who who can ascend, take over. Um, Sebastian Jerusi in go. Austin. You didn't stutter. Nope. Tell me about him. Uh, he will do anything and everything he can to make sure you lose the game. He will do anything and everything <laughs> he can. And I love it. Rich, you know me fairly well from our colleagues at ESPN. Mm-hmm. I am competitive. And I love any little... He would literally slide tackle his kids, his wife, <laughs> his mom to win that game. And then he'll do the special things. Sebastian Giussi is a front runner, in my opinion, to be MVP. Premier League teams were asking a lot of questions. He just renewed in Austin. Mm-hmm. Great atmosphere, great environment. But Giussi is something else. And he's young and he's got a chip on his shoulder. Okay. Anybody else? Throw out some more names. Yeah, Tiago Amato. He's the first player in MLS history mm-hmm. in his time of playing with the national team currently in Major League Soccer that also won a World Cup. No one else has. And Tiago Mata is the name that's brought up from every scout around the world that says, I'm interested to see what he does. Honestly, if he has a halfway decent first three or four months, mm-hmm. Rich, I'd be shocked if he's not sold. He'll be sold for real money. So which uh, which side? Right? Is that yeah. Right? You, don't, you're overthinking it. Which I, team? I which side? Okay. Which franchise? Oh, well uh, If they uh, take uh, control of their own destiny and go on a run, would be most helpful, do you think, to the MLS? That's a great question. Oh, man. You've really put me on the spot. I don't mean to. But um, I, I, mean, I, do, I, I do think Atlanta United, when you are announcing as one of the top five teams around the world on mm-hmm. average attendance, mm-hmm. and you missed the playoffs two of the last three years, not good enough. Mm-hmm. However... I'm going to say LAFC, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I've listened to you cover all the sports. What do we love? We love super teams. Mm-hmm. We love to hate them. Right. We love to root for them. We, we also love Will Ferrell. We do like Will Ferrell because <laughs> he can kind of take us away from it. <laughs> right? He's so, amazing. And him showing up at these matches, It too. is. It's great. Yeah. But on the other hand, if LAFC becomes the club, right. the Yankees in this league, mm-hmm. there's nothing better than to hate the New York Yankees. There's nothing better than to hate the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I it, my soccer brain says Atlanta United. My Apple brain, my marketing brain, everything about what this league is. If LAFC goes on this seven, eight, nine year run, it's in Los Angeles. They're doing things their way. Then I think that's the one where Apple Major League Soccer all looks at it and says, "I love this." Well, especially since the MLS Cup was, I mean, last Buddy, year that was, was one of the best games in the history I've, of any sport. I've never, I've never seen a goalie red carded while getting <laughs> carted off 
I've never seen that before. <laughs> and any, I mean, and I then mean, joking aside, while he's in shock because he's got his leg broken, I like know, honestly, I've never seen anything like that. And then when they red carded him for it, I'm like, what? And the then his buddy hell? comes in the backup. With- it was amazing, <laughs> obviously. And then and then Bale is gives yeah, us Bale's 78 years old and he jumps like a salmon in a river and out jumps everyone and scores a goal. Like, what it. are we talking about I here? I know. And then of course that he shows up against the U.S. Men's National Team in the first yep. uh, the first match. Yeah, the World Cup. Um, You're really good. Oh, thank you. I try to. I, you know, I. How long did it take you this morning to go through it, like the the SARS, and just go through? No, the no, buzzwords? no. I've got. You know, I'll be honest. I've got notes. I'm a professional. I've got notes. I've got notes. Taylor Twelman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about you. You got a good Brady story because you, when you were doing your. Work for the New England Revolution. I mean, 2002 to 2009, you're the MVP of the 2005 season. Yeah. Bra- this is when Brady became Brady in the same building where you were doing your I stuff. I mean, I saw Brady leave the Jeep Wrangler behind that he was driving after winning the first Super Bowl. And then <laughs> is that what he- all of a sudden kind of changed. I saw Brady go into the Giselle world. I was there. Right. Loved it. Junior Seau was my next door neighbor when he was there. So I drove Junior Seau. And Wes Welker to trainings at times because we were all in the same thing. I saw all the pranks, which, by the way, nobody talks about regarding that Patriots team. Because obviously Bill Belichick, outside the building, has this aura, right? Right. Those teams had fun. And I mean, opening a car with 10,000 ping pong balls in the middle. Who did that? Joe Andrews. Andrews, Willie McGinnis. I mean, like, when you think of uh, Andrewsy, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you think about like that stuff, like that was like to be in there. And you were you had a front row. The seat best this? part of the whole thing was yeah. I had a Jeep Wrangler my first year, and our our goalie took off my spare tire on the back of the Jeep Wrangler and rolled it into the locker room because I was late doing some media stuff. Uh-huh. And they're coming out in training camp, and I got Willie McGinnis who looks six nine. I know with, that. with the cleats on, the pads on, everything, and I see him bent over laughing his ass off because i'm sweating rolling a tire from the locker room and then literally two days later andrewsy puts the ping pong balls in the car like i mean it was a fun team but nobody publicly knew that because they had that or and quite honestly we were such on a smaller scale but rich we had the same like you just would stayed in house stayed in house right but we had some fun we had many a good nights going out and for a long part of it for me um, I was part of that because I'm not really a soccer guy, even though I am. Yeah, I played all sports. I went to college on a baseball scholarship. So they weren't like, as you jokingly throughout this thing, they didn't need to apologize to me for not knowing soccer because I didn't care. Right. But then all of a sudden they started going to Revs games. And then people are talking, wait a minute, why are the Patriots going to Revs well, games? Well, they brought the, well, because Robert Kraft, you know. He's and, running and, the whole time. And, right. Jonathan. And, and so, but the, the Lombardi trophy would show up to your games. Oh, right? yeah. I Absolutely. Mean, well, we did that just so more fans would show up. <laughs> that's helpful. You got to fill up 65,000 seats. But hey, man, also because the Patriots are doing their thing. The Red Sox started winning at the, around that same yep. time. The Celtics won. I was just going to joke. I was looking up before to see if you beat Garnett to an MVP award, and he beat you by one year. He did. He did. He did. Yep. So, I mean, it's- we lost. We're, I'm one of, I think, three players, four players to lose four MLS Cups, Rich. So I appreciate you bringing that up. <laughs> Thank you. But you were. No, it's good. But it's you awesome. were winning. You're winning. You oh, got there. you're that guy. I yeah. am that guy. Really? Jim guy. Kelly walks in here, and you're like, but you were winning. Yes, by the way. Excuse- <laughs> tell him. Don't I? I call them a dynastic team all the time, the Bills. Yes, yes. And yeah, but fr- you can be a loser in a dynasty, yes. though. No. Um, 
I mean, you could still be a dynasty that loses. That's true. Right. I mean, it's just like, like, just just like you were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll own it. I'll own it. Okay. Taylor, real quick about the U.S. men's national team. Uh, We're not that far removed from the World Cup that just took place. Do you consider their run a success? It's a a real good question. I'm not going to waste 35 minutes on it because we could talk about this in U.S. soccer, particularly in the men's side, for more than 30 minutes. We could do an entire show on it. Anytime a nation gets out of their group, it's a success. Now, it's not for France, England, Brazil, Germany. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But for the United States to get out of their group, it is a success. However, you're using the word success the way I use it, the way Rich wants to. We're American. What does success mean? And it means doing something big, which is winning. Not scoring a couple of goals. Not scoring a couple of goals and saying, hey, we tied and all that. But you got out of your group. That is the base, the foundation. But I've been asked multiple times, what grade would you give the U.S. men's national team? And I'm stuck between a C-plus or a B. Because the real question has always been, okay, you get out of your group, but what do you do against Argentina, Brazil, France, Netherlands, the big countries mm-hmm. in the world? What do you do against them? Because that's the goal. If we're not doing, if that's not our goal, then quite honestly, what are we doing this for? So for me, it's a C-plus because eh, if Pulisic scores in the second minute, sure, Maybe a different game, but I watched the same game everybody else did, and the Dutch ran circles around us for more than 80 minutes of the game. So it is what it is. But the World Cup coming here in three years is going to be something I, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, so that was my next question. Like, with that, what are expectations in three years? Well, you're asking me about a tournament, and we all joke, but FIFA will do anything to... It's also going to look different, right? There's going to be 48 teams now. and Bingo. Took the words right out of my mouth. I don't know what it looks like, yeah. and we don't even know that. FIFA just knows they're going to make more money from it, so they win. But 48 teams, I'm like, really? I mean, the United States, Canada, Mexico don't even have to qualify. Right. They were go- they're not going to have to qualify anyways with 32 teams, but guys, I don't, I don't even know what the format looks like. I, no one knows that yet, so... Uh, I think it's got to be quarterfinals to be a success if you're hosting this damn thing, and if not better. And because you get your golden generation that everyone, including myself, has said, this is your golden generation. Well, guess what? They're in the prime of their careers. They're all playing at these unbelievable clubs where we've never seen the American. You're in your backyard. That's why the Copa America in 2024 is going to be the most important training for that team because they're going to be playing that tournament in this country, preparing for the World Cup. But it, for me, it's quarterfinals, whether it's 32 or 48 teams. Well, congrats on the new gig, man. This is going to be You're fun. You're perfect for it. They chose a perfect guy. I appreciate that. No, very, very much so. Very much so. Good, good luck with that. And, you know, whenever you're in town, let me know. Oh, yeah. And if you want real Brady stories, we can do a different kind of podcast if you want. What are we doing for dinner? I mean, now, I mean, this is a different Rich on the pitch, don't you think? This is different. Very good. Uh, Taylor Twelman, thanks for coming on here. Have a good time in the Rose Bowl. That was Rich on the Pitch, presented by Apple TV. MLS Season Pass is available on the Apple TV app, where fans can stream matches free this weekend. Install the app and subscribe now so you never miss a match. Next time you're on, I will have that shirt tucked in. <laughs> Very good. Taylor Twelman, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Enjoy buddy. the Rose Bowl. What Best a spot dad that ever, is. huh? That's yes. self-proclaimed. Um, well, actually, it's several no, it years says it right there. It says, <laughs> if it says it right here for my children, it must be. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, buddy. Taylor Twelman here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Andrew Brandt, still to come, talking about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and his darkness yurt.
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, along with our live Roku stream, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Not a very successful first voyage of Rich on the pitch, don't you think? I loved it. Definitely. It was awesome. He knows his stuff, man. He's on He's on it. And he's energetic. He's like jumping out of the chair. I love yeah, it. He, um... His passion yeah. for, for soccer no comes through. You know, I've, you know, I'm not a huge soccer guy. I do know a little bit, but watching him over the years, like his passion, man, yeah. it just shines through. And he, he like, he's a guy who I will actively seek out to to learn about soccer. Just boy, it's gonna be a washout in the Rose Bowl tomorrow, don't you think? Oof, man, it is. Yeah, it's probably going to be like seven six. It's probably going to be like ten goals in that game now. I, I, I just want to let the uh, the audience know. Um, it is Los Angeles and it's raining, so it is uh, right thoughts now. and prayers, <laughs> please. To us driving home. Um, it's raining sideways. I, but I, but I, but I, should we start doing the traffic as well? Might as well. People can't drive. It might take two hours traffic. to get home today. Uh, uh, let's go to our phone lines. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Terzo in Iowa. Terzo. All rise. All rise. Uh, Terzo in Iowa. Uh, the, uh, the famed counselor. Uh, the Better Call okay, Saul of uh, of the Heartland. What's going on, uh, Terzo? What's going on? Hey, not much, Rich. Hey, uh, where were you shoveling snow in Colorado? Because you know I'm originally from that state. Uh, I I did not know that. Um, I was shoveling. <laughs> I was shoveling snow in beautiful Telluride, Colorado, at ten thousand feet. Um, <laughs> if, if I if 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 you know if I. I've never felt every ventricle uh, working in my entire life quite like that moment. Um, uh, it was uh, it was something, but I survived we call, it. We, we, we call that uh, we call that mountain mileage. So I grew up. Uh, our family ranch is just uh, southwest of Telluride, so right over in the Rico area. So I know that area quite well. It's beautiful. It is just stunning. It's yeah. great, and I just wish I could breathe. Other than that, all good. <laughs> All good. Hey, Rich, I got a question for you. I, just, I was thinking about something last night, and it kind of has to do with, uh, with Scottie Pippen and the Bulls. Ah. And so whenever he had that terrible contract, in today's world, do you think that he would have stuck around with the Bulls or he would have pushed back and got out? Because that could have changed the whole, entire, uh, the whole entire dynasty of what the Chicago Bulls were. I don't know. Did, did anybody ever demand a trade? To Jerry Krause, did that happen? <laughs> did that happen? Did Pippen do that? Uh, did, well, did he, could he have pulled a Durant? I mean, leaving he, Michael Jordan and the yeah. the ring generating machine that was the Last Dance Bulls, really? Well, that year, the Last Dance. Remember, Pippen was unhappy and he, he was. delayed getting surgery. Yeah, so he missed the first half of the year. That was kind of his way of kind of silently era. protesting. But yeah, yeah, and it was just a different era to where people weren't, you know asking to be traded so actively so, and, you know, being granted it. So this is what you're thinking about sitting around, uh, Terzo? Do you, well, do you need a hobby you know, or so what, I, what do we got? <laughs> well, I, hey, hey, Rich, I also think about D&D, my cases, and then uh, we're driving up to northern Iowa to look at some bulls. So my brain goes in a lot of different directions at times. What do you mean you're going up to northern Iowa to look at some bulls? So that, is that what the connective uh, – the bull, actual bulls, Chicago mm-hmm. bulls, is that what yeah. put it together? No, actual – no, so actual bulls that I'm going to – uh, do an auction next week, but we go up to uh, right by Miss, uh, the Mississippi River, do a little uh, riverboat gambling, and then I go to this rancher and we take a look at bulls and more than likely find one that we like, make a, make an offer, 
send him back to Colorado to uh, to the homestead. There you go. Thank you, Terzo. You're the man. Appreciate you calling in. Appreciate you guys. Right there from the nation's heartland in the beautiful state of Iowa. Terzo starring yeah. in 2023. Coming soon. 2023. <laughs> and remember, Pippen was, <laughs> Pippen was saddled with a five-year, $18 million contract when the Bulls were doing their thing and, you know, just criminally underpaid. Let's talk about it, guys. Let's talk about it. The Lakers. Lakers. They looked playoff ready last night. Uh, did they uh, look, Rich, did I, they look playoff ready? Yes. Did the Warriors, who are now 7-23 and 23 on the Thank road, you, just DJ. do what the Warriors okay. did on Let's the road? Keep, okay. So then let me, ask, let me ask this. No Wiggins last night. What will it take? You have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat as opposed to, oh, the Lakers, they couldn't even beat. Like, you flipped the script. They couldn't even beat the Warriors, no, who are terrible on the road. Last yeah, so I mean, winning the games that you're supposed to win without LeBron and Anthony Davis scoring you, significant you action, Malik Beasley making threes, Mo Bamba's making threes. You Come do not on get up. credit for things you're supposed to do. I know I'm promoting Cocaine Bear all week because uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. was here in studio and plus... I still can't get over the fact that I spent almost two hours in the same room with a bear who loves cocaine. <laughs> loves. <laughs> loves. There's their kids in the room. But I mean, what a, what a, I mean, you know, they, they watch TV. Um, so, but, 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 not to sound all O'Shea Jackson Jr., that's what they're supposed to look like, these new reconstituted Lakers. Lakers. So what will it take? What will it look, take? You said they, their next schedule, what do they play Dallas next, right? Uh, Kyrie and Luca is that what you, yeah, you need to see that next? Well, I'll get, be shocked at that. Happens. They get Dallas why? and Memphis next two games. They're so not yeah. as good as them. That's why. Uh, that's why I'll be shocked. Or I'll be impressed. Or I'll be like, oh, okay. Then we maybe have to start taking them seriously. You're going higher register about the LeBron uh, Los Angeles Lakers of 2022, oh. 23. Oh, they're right a disaster. I, I would. I'll be shocked. They're if not. They, but they're not. At some point, you have to realize they're not the same team anymore. Yes, I understand that. But there's only 20 games left. Like how quickly? Twenty-two for them. How quickly can they gel together and get this? Like Darvin Ham thinks they're going to be the sixty. That is, I want that level of delusion in my life. They are. If they make it, they'll be in the play-in and they'll be lucky to get out. Well, the sixth seed is the Mavericks. They'd be coming up next if they win this game. Uh, I, I can do the math for you. They're only three. They'd be two and a half games behind them. With a lot of teams to leap, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. But they possible. just gained a game on the 10, the 10 seed in front of them. The Thunder lost at the buzzer last night. The Blazers came out of the break and rested. Yeah, I know. What was that? Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant. Ridiculous. They rested them. That was the phrase they used. They rest Like the week and a half was enough of a rest? Lakers I, know, at I know Dame won the three-point contest, but you could see they're already maybe <laughs> tapping the head on this season. There's a bunch of teams buying French books right now, and, and, and I, <laughs> you know, learning how to speak French, and you know, the Rosetta Stone, the Rosetta Stone. Jean-Paul TJ, Como Vous, like that's, Jean-Paul look Chris. at you, you know, uh, Lakers at Dallas on, on Sunday. There you go, and okay. then they got to play the Grizzlies. So, Rich, they right. win those ones. We're gonna find out. So Monday, we'll, we'll talk know, Monday. Win those two, and we'll see. Lakers. <laughs> Dallas put up Lakers. 140 last Lakers. night. <laughs> okay. Andrew Brandt coming up in studio. That's the next voice you'll hear on this program. Did you just do the Lakers guy, Jeff? He, he did. <laughs> Lakers. 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 That guy. That's awesome. I did that. What a legend. Clippers tonight. Yeah, buddy.
kind of seats we got? Uh, Courtside, court bro. It's Rich Eisen. Courtside. I've got bro. multiple sweet? children. We oh, so you got a suite then. We go sweet? Yes. I'm not going to say. Oh, can't he did. Confirm or you got deny. extras? I'm not <laughs> confirming or denying. No. <laughs> my son's birthday's tomorrow? It's like, my 12-year-old son's birthday party. Yeah, but they give you like 10 tickets for a suite. That's true. Are you taking nine kids? Dessert cart? We got a dessert cart situation? that's what we're getting. There may be a candy apple or two. See, that's what I'm saying. The biggest piece of red velvet cake you've ever seen. <laughs> Squad goals. When we, I know we talk about the dessert card at I'm Staples not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to say it's that my ticket situation. All, all I know is that my son is taking a, a, a nice chunk of his basketball team that just lost their final playoff game. Oh, yesterday. no. What happened? He reigned in threes in the fourth quarter to make it awful tight. Really? Oh, it was great. Backdoor cover? My son. And by the way, Coop... Doing, you know, like the the three like the, <laughs> kids. Yeah. Pick, hey, NBA players, kids pick up on stuff. Everything they pick up on. Everything I did that in a JV game once and got beat out by the head coach. Here's how much Cooper picked up on what NBA players are doing. He turned to me yesterday, right before the playoff game, and said, "Maybe I should rest." <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew. Yeah, that maybe was I should rest. You know what? <laughs> I, t- I, 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 t- I, 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 I tweaked my leg just yesterday. I think I'm resting. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Andrew Brandt coming up.